Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls. And a few thoughts. What's happening, friend? What's going on? What's up? You know, just the same old, same old. It's the holidays. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that insane? I know. It's wild. It's wild. Like, how is the year done already? I'm already in December. Yeah, it's just about December. (laughs) Um, Pretty much. Don't let the date on the calendar fool you. Literally. Yes. Literally. I've been telling Anthony that, like, Thanksgiving is not really a season. It's Mm -hmm. just a day, but it's actually not a season. It's a part of the holiday season, but what we're really in right now is the Christmas season. Yes, I do think that some people will argue with that, you know. They absolutely did. Yeah. They were yeah. not into that at all. Yeah, for sure. You know, cuz Americans love Thanksgiving. Yeah, they do. And lo- Americans generally love the holidays, all I of think, cuz it just feels very festive and it reminds us to be good people. That's what it does? Yeah. Did Even not if realize we only want to do it for one time of the year and the rest <laughs> of the year we can be douchebags. I think Americans really like that idea. So Wow, that's it's wild. All, it's also a really good time to take vacations. You know, I just got back from Costa Rica. Yes. Pura Vida. It's a whole thing that they do there. It's Ooh. like pure life. Wow. Which is totally what I'm about. Yes. So that was amazing. I almost died white water rafting. So that was insane. That would make sense to me. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to do that because I don't know how to swim. But right. that's, you know, that's another thing. <laughs> but it was a vibe. It was a that's vibe. good. Pure I life. mean, I'm so glad that I didn't go with you because yeah. that would not be the activity that I would choose. No, no one on the trip chose the activity. Oh, fantastic. I chose the activity Great. and everyone came along. Yes. So Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. You bamboozled everyone. Pretty much. <laughs> Wow. So, yes. I mean, sounds like you got a good time to recharge. You've been working a lot. So yeah. this was a good time for you to just center yourself. For get sure. Grounded. For sure. Yeah. I'm just planning the next trip, you know. Good I'm for all you. about Pura Vida. So. Love it. It works. Love it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think like the trip and what the trip did for you is in line with a lot of the conversations we've been having about like happiness and the pursuit of like the things that are really going to fulfill us. Mm -hmm. And if you could recall, I was telling you sometime before that I have this friend, Dijama who studied happiness. Yeah. And I thought, Oh my gosh, we should totally have her on the show. So she's here today. Oh my God. And I am so excited. I just want to say, first of all, Ijama also has her own podcast, Sisters Who Glow. Yes, for um, that glow. Exactly. <laughs> so we are just so happy to have her with us today. And welcome, Ijama. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on this show. Ever since I listened to the first episode you guys did, I was like, I want to be in the room with them. I, I don't mind. I can sit on the floor if there's no room for me on the couch. Like, I just want to be in the room. So now I'm in the room. You Amazing. are in the room. Love that. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us and just like looking forward to like hearing about your research and then just talking a bit about like your thoughts on, on you know, it from a professional point of view and just like personally. And let's get yeah. into it. So, I mean, I guess we should start with the. Uh, Tell us about your podcast and then a oh. little bit about, um, you know, your research and go from there. Okay. Uh, my podcast. So I uh, did a limited series podcast. It's called Sisters Who Glow. And uh, it is basically an opportunity for me to talk to different women, um, black women who are kind of doing things that are entrepreneurial or enterprising rather. I like to say that because not everybody is in pursuit of a business, but um, the impetus behind it was just that I was, um, I was actually, and if you listen to the first episode, I get into more detail on this, but basically I was just sort of at, at a period in my life where I felt like I was being bombarded with different messages about black women and these were not positive messages and they were so counter to my understanding of um, who black women are. And so I was like, you know what? I know a lot of dope women. I know a lot of dope women who know other dope women. So I'm just gonna get on uh, on a mic and introduce them to the world. And I also like uh, asking people questions. So it was combining two very important things to me, asking questions and showcasing awesome black women. And so that's kind of really what it is. Um, 
And when I say enterprising, these are women who have, uh, they started uh, nonprofits, they started businesses, they've started podcasts, they've, you know, in addition to their regular nine to five, whatever. So the hope is to showcase that we do, you know, we do so much. We're giving, we're leading, we're owning, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're winning. And that's really what the GLOW and Sisters Who GLOW, you know, it's an acronym, but it also... That's what we do. We glow. And, and so um, that's that's the podcast. Love that. Love that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I love that. Definitely have to listen to an episode. Limited yes, series. Yes. For sure. Limited series. 12 episodes. One year of uh, me talking to dope women. Love um, that. Love that. Yeah. Oh, you asked me about my research. You want me to answer that too? Or? <laughs> yes, <laughs> please do. <laughs> I was so intrigued because I've never... <laughs> heard about like happiness research like i know yeah like both of us are big brene brown fans and she talks a lot uh-huh, about like uh-huh. obviously like vulnerability and shame and yes, needing to yes. be able to sift through the darkness to be able to like get to yeah. the light but i actually yeah. have not heard as much about happiness research for sure not yeah. in the same way and i i mean i was yeah. like wow you're like right within my sphere and i have yeah. access to this i must hear more <laughs> I feel like um, I may not do it justice. The happiness researchers will be like just dropping their head, but I'll do my best to um, That's all we ask. say what I can. I, <laughs> I, um, so like there's definitely a body of research around happiness per se as a construct. And then there's also a lot of controversy around happiness as a construct and whether it's a real thing and um, is it something that we access? And, you know, there are those who say it's just a fleeting momentary experience. And what we're really trying to pursue is some of these more lasting um, affective states like uh, joy or um, uh, what's another one that's gotten a lot of. Um, uh, I should know these because I talk about them all the time, but. Um, or if it's not affective, like our feelings, people talk about, well, our assessment of our life. So Mm -hmm. do you overall, are you overall satisfied with your life? Mm -hmm. Um, overall, do you find meaning in your life as opposed to saying I'm a, I'm happy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that there's controversy. I love that, that there's so much conversation around it because I think it just gives us opportunities to actually do that sort of personal reflection for myself. Right. Mm So I was like, when I would kind of go through the research and was learning about this work, I was like, well, hmm, do I believe happiness is a thing? Is it an attainable uh, end goal, end state? Or is it really about every day just assessing my life and right. saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I experience meaning right now. I experience purpose. Um, I'm, you know, plus and minus, you know, I'm overall satisfied um, as opposed to trying to say I have this like feeling of like glee every uh, moment of my life so right. I think it's it's an interesting um, discourse that is happening in the research world and, and I think in our actual lived experiences too for sure I find it interesting that there's like controversy around like happiness it seems like an oxymoron like what kind of controversy can you have around a topic such as yeah. happiness and then it's also the idea of like you said glee and I'm like curious like the difference between glee or happiness? Like, is there a difference? I mean, I think for sure. I can see why there is controversy around the idea of happiness because, you know, as adults, we are moving through the world trying to find how do we take care of ourselves, how do we take care of our families, etc. And sometimes the pursuit of happiness feels like a pie-in-the-sky sort of utopian experience that we are not supposed to aspire to when we're trying to like take care of our basic and core needs. Mm -hmm. So then where do you prioritize that? So I can totally see that idea and kind of what Ajama was talking about it sometimes feeling like it's a fleeting existence or a fleeting experience. Like Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, Because I think some would argue, and of course I'm not someone who's done research. I've just been living in this life about 35 years, but (laughs) (laughs) let them know, let them know. I think that there are moments that you do experience like extreme happiness, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have the highs and lows of life. And I don't know if it's 
like something that you feel like you can hold on to for a long time. Mm. Like, and maybe that's like the difference between happiness versus satisfaction or versus um, complacency. Even mm. like, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Um, I, I mean, love- oh, go for it. As I listen to it, I think that. Do I think happiness is fleeting? No, but not in the sense that I think that it's always here. I just think that emotions, we experience a range of them, and it's okay for happiness to not be like a long-standing emotion. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's important, as both of you would know, to tap into other emotions. You know, mm-hmm. like I have a wide range of things I'm feeling. I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm irritated. I'm annoyed. I'm upset. Like I think that tapping into and accessing those emotions, it's like, Happiness is just one of those things, right? In life, are we going to be happy 24-7, 365 days of the year? No. I'd like to think that on the spectrum of lived experiences, that are you going to have times where you feel happier than other times? Yes. But it is it going to be like a constant every second, every minute? No. And I think that that is okay and that is actually healthy. Yeah, I think um, I'm already just like thrilled by the conversation we're having so far um and i i i agree i think that there's this idea like i agree with you i agree with you both like i do think that there's this not preoccupation but prioritization of all these other things that we need to be doing in our lives and they those things can kind of make um the happiness kind of fall further down in the list of things of priorities um and at the same time i think that like it's kind of like with children. I think you should have your ring that you're constantly reaching for. And I think if we didn't have this notion of happiness, that I can experience happiness, um, I think it would like, it, it's like, it's a, it's a huge motivator. And I think we would be losing a huge motivator to think that, oh, happiness is not a thing, so you shouldn't um, aim for it. I, as I've gotten um, uh, to like, I like what you said, Tanya. Like, I have my live, you know, I have my life that I've lived because I think that's honestly the biggest source of you know data for me is my own personal experiences. And I think what I, where I've landed, um, and I'm sure it'll evolve over time, is that I'm personally at this point in my life in pursuit of peace and balance. Mm-hmm. I think that happiness, to your point, Kendra, is like we have moments where we're happy, we have moments where we experience joy, we have moments where we sadness in the same way that none of those emotions are like a constant i i think the notion that i'm going to access happiness and always feel happiness is um unrealistic and so i'm just trying to have balance where it's like i know how to enjoy my happy moments and i know how to manage my not so happy moments Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'm going to say about this, um, or in this speaking turn rather, yes. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> um, that I think we all, I think every individual has to define what happiness looks like for them. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I don't think that there is like a, a formula that you can be like, if you have this plus this plus this, you are, you should be, or you have access, you've reached, the, you know, the holy happiness mecca. I think you have to figure out like, is happiness uh, uh, these sort of moment-by-moment things for me? Or is happiness what other people are calling, you know, peace? Or is happiness what other people are calling glee or well-being or satisfaction? Like, I'm, I'm okay with people defining happiness their own way. Like, I don't think there has to be a standard definition for happiness. I love that. Because as you guys both spoke, what I, ta- what I thought about was, I think I am generally happy, mm-hmm. right? But I experience sad moments. I experience frustration. But even within that frustration or that sadness mm-hmm. or whatever part of the effective spectrum that I'm on, if you were to ask me in that moment, are you happy? My answer would still be yes. Right. So I think how I define happiness is like an overall general idea of happiness. Do I feel joy in the things that I'm doing in my life if I were to look at a broad spectrum of my entire life or mm-hmm. that entire moment I would still feel happy yeah but in this moment I'm frustrated with something at work right or someone passed you know there was a death in my family so I now feel sad in mm-hmm. that moment and I'm grieving but am I happy absolutely yeah it's your overall state of being yes yeah um, another thing that you said, Ijamba, that struck me was this search for or pursuit of peace. 
tell me more about that because I, I feel like in previous times when we've had this conversation like that for you has been something that has been so necessary and there's been this sense of urgency with needing to acquire it and as we as in a society have different conversations about like healing and just like how we want to move through the world I feel like people and talking about peace is something that is very much a conversation especially living in this world where there's so much happening all the time like being able to carve out what peace looks like is is important critical yeah um i have to i want to comment on something tanya just said and it leads right into this discussion as i was listening to you tanya i was thinking about despite for myself despite like doing this research and um kind of having this be sort of like my life's like it is definitely like a compass for how i live my life is this question around happiness i don't think i would say i'm a happy like i'm a happy person and it's actually kind of like somewhat unsettling to say that like i think i am a i can i am happy but i think by and large i have evaluated my happiness based on a number of things that are should be irrelevant to how i define happiness and so because i've been using those indicators i think for the most part, I would not say that I was like happy and that's, but I find that I will frequently use other terms. So I'll say mm-hmm. things like I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say things like I'm, um, I feel satisfied. I feel sated right now in life or like, because, and I think those are again, attached to this notion of like, well, I have a job. I have a roof over my head. I mm-hmm. have friends and family. So I have all these things. So I feel whatever the word is, some sense of goodness around that. But if you Mm -hmm. ask me about my, you know, moment by moment state of light, affective experience, I think my problem is that I get too caught up in that future orientation of like, Mm. you need to be acquiring and doing and collecting Mm -hmm. to get to that place of how to get to that place where you are just living your best life. Just music is flowing from (laughs) your soul all the time. Right. And I, I think I need to divorce myself from that kind of work. And so that's why to your question, Keandra, right now, Ijama is just like trying to figure out peace. Like, how do I be in this moment and be like good with this moment and feel, you know, still figure out what happiness. But I think I think it's accessible to me. I just need to figure it out now, not like as a form of like a, like a checklist of things I have or. Uh, a, 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 an orientation towards well in the future if I can get this my like I want to I want to dead all that and I just want to be like in this moment I feel whole I feel well like you know whatever that happiness looks like for me so that's why I say I think I'm in pursuit of peace and balance right now because I'm so like yeah. all over the you place gotta, I you think sometimes and it and it it um obscures it gets in the way of me being able to be able to say authentically like I'm happy. I'm good, you know. Right. Does that answer the question? Yes, absolutely. I have multiple thoughts, but I see that Tanya's already thinking about some stuff, so I'm going to let her go. Yeah, I just feel like you're speaking to, like, so many things that I've had thoughts on or struggled with or Mm -hmm. uh, worked on growth through where, like, I remember being in, in places in my mind where I just thought, well if I don't get this next job that I'm not going to be where I want to be, or I have to get this to this next income level, this next tax bracket, I want to be the person that can travel at a whim, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to do that. And then that would be my definition of happiness. You know, mm-hmm. I have to find this man, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to be happy. And I remember like working through like being able to love myself, be satisfied with myself, happy in myself. And at some point I got to the point where I was like, fuck it. If this is what I want, I'm doing it now. Like life is too short. Delayed gratification is not a part of my brand. And I'm very big on congruency. Mm -hmm. So snaps to that. A hundred percent. So when I talk about being the person who is about being happy now and instant gratification and having the things that I want, it means that I now need to act in that way now. Mm -hmm. Like I can't wait for that. I can't wait for this next level of success or this next level of things that I want. Like I have to be able to live in the moment now Absolutely. because in order for me to be congruent with the things that I want for myself, I need to act in the things that I want for myself as well. And changing that 
in my mind helped me to go, I am happy now because all of the things that means happiness for me in the future, I am doing that now. Right, right. That was a really good way for you to like kind of, I guess, rein in in some ways or like, I guess, center in some ways your mm-hmm. how your future orientation and that constant drive fits in with the now. Yeah. A lot of like what I hear around this, right, when we think about happiness, when we think about peace, it goes hand in hand with the idea of acceptance Mm -hmm. and like being in a place where you are accepting where you are right now at this moment because the reality of it is that this moment is the only moment that we have and so in order to be happy and in order to be at peace and in order to feel balanced you have to be able to appreciate this is what is happening now and what Mm -hmm. can I take from it? What does it give to me? Mm -hmm. And just like really being grounded in that, you know, experience of the here and now. It is such a struggle though, right? Like it is. We're all like, you know, whether you're in your career, your friendships, your romantic relationships, et cetera. Like there's always something that you're going to want in order to get to quote unquote perfect. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be things. It's not a great word. Why do you even use that word? You don't usually. This is why I did the air quotes. You guys didn't see the air quotes, (laughs) but there were air quotes (laughs) in there. There were air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but I did say quote and quote, whatever. Anywho. So. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, I think people do have this idea of perfection or this idea of this is the epitome of what I would want. So. I'm trying to get to that point and that would mean happiness for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, without, and I guess this is the idea of like being grateful in every moment as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like it comes with acceptance and it comes with the gratitude of the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where you find the most happiness because if you can be grateful with your current state of being and find the things that are blessings or joyful moments or mm-hmm. feel great um, for that particular state of being, and that's probably where you will then find happiness in that moment. Right. I'm glad that you lifted back up that word choice because I remember when Ajama said using other words like blessed. Yes. When you said it to me, I could I like completely understood what you were saying and it mm. struck me as very like spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's like happiness sometimes feels so romanticized. But it's like feeling blessed feels like something that's within reach. Mm -hmm. And then I think also as like, I mean, we're all like black women. There is a connection from spirituality that is garnered from yay big, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. constantly being taught to search for and understand that there are things that are happening that exist beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you said the idea of like being blessed... I'm like, I feel like that is something that, you know, that feeling blessed, feeling grateful is something that you are taught to lean towards. And in finding those things, I'm pretty sure happiness will also come along the way. It's like you need yeah. those things together. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot yeah. of spiritual work. I, def- I definitely feel like, and I, you know, I can speak for myself, but I think it's true as, of others. I think that um adopting a spirit of gratitude is an important ingredient to your point of you finding happiness along the way um, yeah. contributes to uh feeling a sense of happiness um i think so many things right now uh, mm-hmm. this is the the beauty and the curse of like being on a conversation with really great minds you're just like all the things everyone is saying i have to talk about i want to react to um, but I'm also not taking notes, so I forget <laughs> everything I want to say. That's happening to um, me too, friend. I know, it's hard. Um, but yeah, I do think kind of just, I guess the first thing I, I can react to is like what you're saying about the spiritual piece. Um, it makes me think about like life domains and there are some like commonly reoccurring ones you'll see like in the research, but I think people can identify them for themselves. And that is one place like, I do this exercise at the beginning of every year. I don't like the notion, personally, I don't like the notion of um, New Year's resolutions, but I have what I call, um, like, my intentions for the year. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that I want to kind of, like, keep at the forefront of my mind and try to live the next 365, 66 days in alignment, um, which that's why I love you said congruency, um, because I was like, oh, we're thinking similarly, in alignment Mm -hmm. with these intentions. 
and I break it into domains. And so I have intentions for my financial well-being, um, social well-being, my spiritual well-being, my career, all of these things. I think I have six that I do right now. And I go through them and I've done, I think I'm on my third or second year doing this. And I had this moment of like being like, I was like, I do six month check-ins and I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But I was like, but I don't feel happy. Like, why don't I feel happy having, I'm on track, I'm on pace with all these things that I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think like that takes me back to what I was saying about like learning, I, I don't know, maybe this is like a unicorn I'm in search of, but I, I really want to get to a place where I can be in any given moment in just like a state of like, pure acceptance and like delight with the moment I'm having that doesn't mean I won't feel depressed sometimes I don't want to feel stressed out sometimes but like I'm not on my couch thinking ugh I I hate this tire on my belly or ugh I should be everybody's got a side hustle I should be doing that or ugh like I should be outside like I just want to be in a moment of just like and again I don't know if this is a unicorn but like when I think about saying it's just like this piece of just like I feel joy I feel love for the next person I don't have hate I don't have jealousy I don't have any of that or at least you know on average right like of course you're gonna have those moments but in general I am just I am in I'm in a good place with myself I'm in a place with my my body my my intellect my career pursuits whatever Mm -hmm. I, I had a conversation with a friend a few days ago and she blows my mind maybe other people are like this but she's just like i'm bad my body is the best i ooh, i am like everybody and i'm like and this is a friend who like she's like she is not a conceited person or a very humble person and i remember being like you don't ever she's like no i'll be at the gym and i'm like looking at these and i'm like i know you guys are jealous and i was like oh my gosh I, I, I want to be in that place where it's like i right. said to her how did you get to the, be this way and yeah. i was like were people telling you this girl she's like no, I just always knew I was beautiful. And I was like, Amazing. what does like to just have a sense of like your your standard, your like baseline is like, I am, I am well, I'm happy. Mm. And so the moments where you might be depressed or sad or, or uh, like atypical, they're sort of like um, outliers for you. But in right. general, you're just a pleasant person. Yeah, um, yeah. Ijama is is not there yet as much as she you know I'm doing this work but I think that like I'm still learning how to I I say paring things down I'm trying to let go of stuff that I think are a distraction and are kind of like you know boogeymen in a way making me think oh that's where the happiness is Mm. um so so yeah I'm not really sure if I responded to any thread that we were just (laughs) no I think so that just was that just came up right now for me yeah is is how I connected the spirituality and all the other you know what you brought up here I think so I have like three thoughts right one (laughs) being I find you to be so tremendously pleasant like from the moment that we met, Ew. we've uh, always hit it off, right? And like we hit it you off. You guys can't see me, but I'm smiling, grinning ear to ear right now when Kiandra said that. Like, yes. Yeah, we've Thank always you. hit it off. Um, and we would always get into like really deep conversations. And like, you know, for the rest of the listeners, like Ijama and I met at work. And we would have some really like meaningful, thoughtful conversations. I remember we were at like one one firm meeting and we were just like vibing and they were like, should we separate you two? <laughs> but it was just, there was like an energy, yeah, right? Uh, like real synergy. The second thing that I was thinking about is what you said about your friend and almost like, it's like, she like, she embodies this sense of self and the sense of confidence that you're just like, how did you like create that in yourself? And I've actually had the exact conversation with Tanya. Because she is someone who is so confident and I was so curious about like, how did you get to be like this? Where you just feel like amazing. I know she's going to correct me soon and say (laughs) not always and not all the time, but for the (laughs) most part, like that is how she feels. And I have like another friend, Monique, where she's like off the wall, like in love with herself. And it's just like, my God, like, what? How? I love it. I love it. I I mean, I am a confident person, but growing up as a West Indian woman who was very slim, some would say 
MAGA skinny. You know, like Western people be very rude about people's weight sometimes. They're so rude. So rude. <laughs> <laughs> Love them. They are my people, yeah. but they are just yeah, yeah. too direct. So yeah. I feel like I and I my mom is sometimes listening. Mommy did an incredible job in cultivating like a sense of confidence and a sense of self. Like yeah. I always knew that I was very smart. Like I've never really had to rely and lean on my physical sense of self. But it's nice. Like people want to feel attractive. People want mm-hmm. to feel beautiful. Where I'm sure. going with yeah. this though is that growing up in that environment um, where like people are like, oh my God, you need to like gain weight. But then you can't gain too much weight because then, then you're on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. don't feel like this constant like I feel amazing about my physical self all the time. And when Tanya and I have had those conversations, it's like, how do you do that? And like when I look at it, I'm so fascinated because it's like, wow, you're just yeah. like so incredibly in love with everything or most of the things that you have going on and as women we can be so critical of ourselves Mm -hmm. so when you see someone like radiating in that way you're just like oh my god i need more information like what are you drinking can i get some of that can i just say really quickly you you know how you were saying you had this conversation with tanya and you were like um she just has confidence i you know tanya and i just met few minutes before this call and one of the things that I took away and I was like I want to be like that is this notion of instant gratification Mm. um and how you're like I'm not here for that delayed gratification I'm living today living now and even that I'm like how did you adopt that mindset I I want to be like that and and when I've sort of interrogated for myself why I struggle with um uh instant gratification or just giving to myself in the now I know for me it, it goes back to my you know uh my upbringing like the women that come before me and and I'll say briefly, like, when we take the time to really get curious about ourselves, we can learn a lot of lessons about what has or hasn't impeded our ha- happiness. And it's not always just the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's the lessons that you've learned. I grew up in a household that was um, not only um, immigrants in the States, so there was this hard life, hard hustle-like mindset. So it was like you work, 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 work. There was no, like, leisure. Mm-hmm. But also grew up in a very uh, religious Christian household. And so it was also, like, sacrifice and struggle was like the was like the name of the game like it was just like you you know it took me a while to realize i have like absorbed that if i'm not struggling if i'm not working hard if i'm not hustling if i'm not you know denying myself joy i'm not i'm not i'm not what am i doing on this earth like you are supposed to be just always bearing the cross in some way um you know, you can go on a vacation for a week, but the other 365 minus seven days, you should be working hard and struggling and whatever. And so when you say like, no, I'm not here for delayed gratification. I'm like, that is a notion that is also not like, everybody doesn't have that. Like, these are things that we have to ask ourselves, like what is going on that, and that's why I also think it's great that I get to meet women like you and like my friend who I'm like, oh, there was another way we can be. Yes. I can just love my body as it is. Mm-hmm. I can just treasure and um, luxuriate and do all this stuff now. I don't have to wait, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that, to your point, Kendra, we've been taught societally or through our families of origin, mm-hmm. um, it's, I think it's valuable to like ask ourselves, like, what has gotten in the way of my, of my happiness? And in my case, um, those are some of the things for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I know I jumped in. I feel like I no, feel no, like no. Um, Absolutely. Honey, you were say some net, some gems in just a moment. So they're no, all th- gems. Those were gems. All those gems. Were total gems. We all gems. Yes. We'll like I that. think about like how many times like I've had the thought in my life of. You know, by the time I get to my next vacation, I want to be in my best Beyonce body ever. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have a washboard stomach. And then I think to myself, so how long is that going to take? Is that going to take me the next year, the next two years? And then that means that do I not go to Dubai? Right? Like, do mm-hmm. I not go to Hawaii? Like, mm-hmm. and then what happens if those two years don't come? Right. What happens if I can't take those, those trips? Because I think about... You know, the people that and not to make it morbid, but like I've lost family members that died young, you know, like like my cousin died in the prime of her life of breast cancer. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, like there were so many things that she wanted to do, like so many things that she wanted to experience Mm -hmm. that she would say, oh, when I'm done with my master's, I'm going to do this. When I'm done with my bachelor's degree, I'm going to do this. Or when my kids are grown, I'm going to do this. And then never having the chance to do that, I think it's crazy. Right. Because tomorrow is not promised. It is not. You know, and if you can figure out how to give yourself 
the joys of life and the things that you want to experience today mm-hmm. like those are the things that i think are so valuable for your happiness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because it's not promised and because these experiences are so important mm-hmm. like you got to figure it out like you got to be able to say the sacrifice that i'm making is too big it's mm-hmm. too big mm-hmm. yeah as i listen to you it, the thought that immediately comes to my head is giving yourself permission mm-hmm. giving yourself permission to say like you know what i'm going to stop and appreciate the now yes. and i love this word that ajama just said luxuriate yes i was like oh my god yeah. yes yes Girl, I was like, so it, good. it gave like an entire like visualization, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I mean, really, there's so much in this conversation that relates to having time to interrogate yourself, having time to be curious mm-hmm. and like work on things. And you spoke about like all of these like distractions. And I think to myself about the idea of like distractions, like I'm a very people oriented person. I manage and like maintain a lot of relationships and there are times that it feels like it's just too much going on. Yeah. Or like my phone sometimes feels like a source of distraction, right? Like I have to, you know, emails, text messages, video calls. Then there's also like the social media element, which feels like now that I'm a podcaster, I guess I'm going to say that because that's (laughs) what I'm doing. (laughs) Right. I kind of need to. So you are constantly feeling pulled about the things that you like need to do and then the things that you want to do. And then somewhere within all of that, like I still need to find the slither of Kiandra time. But that's insane that all you have left is a slither. I will tell you, there was this book that I read that actually Shonda Rhimes was on a an interview, I think with Oprah, and she was talking about this book that had this profound... Um, effect on her life and it was um, just say no. I know you were going to say this. Yes, I think it was just I, say I no. Going there, the year she just said no to things. And she just went through a year of just saying no to things. And I picked up the book, I read the book and I thought, oh my god, I can do this. So let me try this. And mm-hmm. this started like a whole series of no's for me, of course. And what I learned in the moment is that the things that I would typically say yes to were the things that I was only doing for someone else. Mm. Like there were so many things where someone would invite me out and I'd have like a long day at work and I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. The whole thing. But because I don't want to disappoint the other person, I would say, yeah, sure. I go out and now I'm exhausted. I'm having a horrible time. I'm frustrated because I don't actually want to be there. I only did this for the other person. Yeah. After I read that book, I'm like, no, there's no more. I'm doing this for another person. Mm -hmm. There has to be something in it for me that is worth it for me to be there. And I will tell you, I get called flaky. Oh, my God. You can't depend on Tanya to be there. She might just flake out of it. I don't even care anymore. This might just flake out of it. Yes, because if (laughs) I don't feel like doing it anymore... I'm not coming. Right. (laughs) And that is okay. Because sometimes I just want to turn on my fireplace, get a glass of wine, and sit on my couch. And that's okay. Absolutely. I say no. I just want to say ever so lovingly that I'm (laughs) so glad that you read that book. But I don't really think you needed that book. Because you were doing that before. No, this was after the book. But it amped it up? It sure did amplify. It amplified my nose. Amplified. <laughs> well, the best thing that I've seen recently that actually Anthony's sister Monique actually sent to me was this um, video on Instagram where she was like, this is not a part of my journey today. No. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this framing. It's like, this is just not a part of my journey today. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in my adult life, like one of the things that I think has been most valuable to me knowing and really honing is boundaries. Yes. Like really being able to be like, you know what? No, I can't. Like I am at capacity. I cannot do it. And not just I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Yes. And that is okay. I think that when, or let me not speak for other people. For me, when you're like, when I was in my 20s, you have this sense of 
this sense of consciousness of like how the other person is going to receive it and not like you lose that as you get older but you just get more, i've gotten more mindful of the fact that this person is an adult they're going to be okay if i say no mm -hmm. like this is not the end of the world yeah. this is nothing life-saving that's happening it is going to be okay mm -hmm. and they're going to be completely fine right to hear this no because i think that the yeah. biggest lesson is being the gatekeeper to your own happiness so. Oof. Right? Like, it's about yes. creating boundaries. Yes. It's about being yeah. able to say no in the moments that you feel like it's important for you to prioritize yourself. And regardless of the feedback that you get afterwards, it's about you prioritizing yourself and what you need in order to be yeah. happy. And even if yeah. it's fleeting, even if it's just for the moment, it is in this moment I'm choosing myself. And as women, we carry so much guilt around taking care of our kids and taking care of everyone else in our lives mm -hmm. that yeah. I think that's probably where the struggle to get to happiness is because we're worried about everyone else's happiness and well-being. Absolutely. It is so hard yeah, I, being a woman sometimes. Jesus. Girl, yes. That's another word. Um, as always, I'm like sitting here with all the thoughts. And so this time I was like, you know what, I'm going to pull up some notes. Okay. <laughs> Take some notes. So I have now actually Love this. listed out three notes of like things I want to respond to. Okay. Um, but I also want to talk about, um, just kind of building off of what you said, Tanya, if I still remember after I go through the notes, I wanted to come back to the, what we were saying around, um, sorry y'all, this is the beauty of technology. Okay. There we um, go. what we were saying about, um, the well, Shonda, 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 right? Yeah, Shonda, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shonda, yeah. Is it Shonda or Shonda? No, it's Shonda. So, uh, yeah. the yes, uh, saying no, and I'm sure you guys are familiar also with this other notion of people who, and I think it might actually be based on a book too, I'm not sure, uh, saying yes, and yes. people saying yes to things for a year. And I think when I was listening to you, Tanya, I was thinking about how you identified for yourself saying no for me was what I needed to do. For some people, it is saying yes. And I think it's figuring out what that thing is for you. If it is saying yes to things that you've been afraid of or um, fears, and that's actually kind of just not to make this about me and my podcast, but one of the reasons why I do the podcast is because I realize that a lot of people have fear or um, worry that hold them back from stuff. And for some people, theirs is like power of yes. For others, it's like, the power of no. I need to have boundaries. I give too much. I say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately, mm -hmm. I think what, what you bring, are bringing up is that we need to be okay with pushing ourselves or, uh, you know, um, bounding or putting boundaries around ourselves in whatever way we need to, to like reach our happy place or reach our, our Mecca. Um, I also love what you said about being this moment is the only moment we have and mm -hmm. we can't, um, you actually think both of you said it at different points. Like, this yeah. is the moment we have. Have those experiences. Don't put off your Dubai trip or whatever it is because you're waiting for whatever thing. Like, try to live in this moment. Um, I would I would add to that knowing, and this is, a, this is that, going back to what I was saying about balance, is adding to that as you are also seeking to have the experiences in the moment, also be open to how do you be okay with being still in the moment. Like, for me, I think I struggle with, the uh, delayed gratification so i'm not giving myself necessarily those experiences in the moment but i also struggle with like being okay with the present and just being like me sitting right now in my apartment is okay right is fine mm -hmm. and not feeling this jitteriness to do and do something else right mm -hmm. and so i like learning how we can experience joy just in the stillness and experience joy in the you know exciting trips and concerts and new partnerships and whatever those things are um and then the last thing i'll say of, or the last thing on my list is um it's become so clear to me from my personal experience but also from doing work as a psychologist how much we have to give ourselves grace that you are building a muscle you are learning to be happy you are learning to experience joy like the notion that like and I, and I was reminded of this, actually, as you were talking, Tanya, because you were like, oh, um, you know, if I want to go to Dubai this year, and I had, like, an actual this reaction, I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but how can you just go to Dubai? You've got to wait and do, you know, I don't know, because my intuition is just like, no, no, you're not allowed to just have the thing you want to have that brings you up. And I was reminded, no, I am to, I'm still building this muscle. I'm still learning how to be happy. I'm still learning how to 
um, accept myself and, and accept that I deserve to have fun and, mm -hmm. and to uh, go to concerts and to get many petties every week or whatever. Like, I still struggle with those things. And so, um, I, my, through my experience, I want to offer people a reminder and permission and grace to, like, know that you're still, we are building this thing um, because societally we're not encouraged, we're not taught. Um, um, I mean, Western society more than some other cultures, but by and large, like, we're not necessarily taught to prioritize um, our happiness or if we do it seemed, you know, as a pejorative thing, you are selfish, you are mm -hmm. self-centered, you know, you're self-absorbed. So just knowing that, like, the capacity to experience happiness, joy, there are some things that are innate, right? Like, you can see a baby, they just smile when you yeah. tickle them or something. There are some things that we just know, we know how to react to being made happy, but right. but learning that we are allowed to experience that all the time, that actually our norm can be happy, not yeah sad with outliers that are ha or you know neutral with outliers of happiness but like can actually just be in a state of like i'm, I'm, I'm living my best life you know right. and maybe the outlier is today was a bad day yeah um like personally i've tried to stop in my language like when we're like oh thank god it's friday i'm like no 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 why are we like why are we encouraging this notion of like six days out of the week we're supposed to be struggling and then like we just wait for those two days or you know mm -hmm. things like um how you do it oh, i'm just making it you know you know how to like i'm trying to be mindful of how i am contributing to this notion of like struggle and non-happiness is our norm and like i'm like no i how can i build this muscle if i'm not every day actively trying to make it my um Practice. make happiness and, and you know those pos those other uh, related positive emotions my norm so right thank y'all that, that is my TED talk for today yeah I love the TED talk <laughs> love it <laughs> so many good things in there like so language oh my gosh I think language is everything absolutely because it, it yes. we speak the world that we want to create mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and i will tell you i regard myself as someone who is advanced in this notion of the law of attraction <laughs> and creating the world <laughs> yes. because you know i read this stuff all the time i'm very big on self-help and my self-help has been i need to attract the world and create the world that i want to be in so i'm always doing this work Mm -hmm. But there are always times where I'll say something. I'll be like, no, that is not what you believe. So why did you say that? And I have yeah. to like sit in that moment and go, okay, so which is it? Is it that you actually believe this thing that just came out of your mouth? Right. Right. So you have to like be able to pause and reflect and be able to, to figure out what the next move is. What is the world that you're actually trying to create? And in those moments, you challenge yourself to grow. You yep. challenge yourself mm -hmm. to make the mm -hmm. steps towards that happiness that you're trying to get to, that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, e even in that moment, like I said, trying to get to. And try is not a word that I believe in. Right. Or right? should. I feel like Deandra told me that. Yes. 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 Like, I, I... You don't try, you just do. You yeah, just do, like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. should doesn't exist. Like, should is about the perception of the world and not about what the actual reality is. So you'll still have those moments where you have to challenge yourself and you have to be able to create the world that you want to be in and yeah. the happiness that you want to have for yourself. Yeah. So I think it's a journey. And I think to your point, it is a constant work Absolutely, and it's building yeah. the muscle and yeah. challenging yourself to build the muscle. Like that's why we work out every day. Right. For sure. Want to Can I ask y'all a question that doesn't have to be answered right now? Sure. But do either of you journal or like, I'm just curious, just sort of crowdsourcing. What are the activities you engage in to, to, to say, like, I'm doing this work. Like these are the moments when I'm, asking myself getting curious with myself because i'm all about strategies to keep not making this a theoretical exercise and an actual thing we're doing right. and i know for me journaling helps but there might be other things that y'all are doing that i would be like for yeah. sure i love this question it's such a great question right yeah you want to go first i mean ah! you look like you want to go first do you want to oh go so i can totally go so for me <laughs> i don't journal or do anything 
that I believe is, you know, what would be expected. What I do do, and I, I can't even believe I'm t- saying this I to the audience. I can't even believe you're going to say this to the audience. So, <laughs> what I actually do is I do a ton of self-talk. <laughs> but I do it in this way where I'll be in my mirror every day. And I'm talking to myself about my thing and my it's gratitude. It's like a total it's talk a, show. Such so a vulnerable I, moment. It's such a vulnerable yeah. moment. Like I've only ever shared this with people. And you're asking yourself questions and responding to yourself. Yes. So you're I'm asking having yourself a whole discourse. questions, a total discourse, a total deep dive into what happened. Yeah. Why did it happen? I like love just it. a, a yeah. moment of reflection that is not really a moment. It's probably like a good half an hour. I'll be like doing my makeup and I'll talk about, well, okay, so let's talk about the day. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are our thoughts? And I, I guess I liken it similar to, you know, an insecure where Issa's character yes. talks into the mirror to herself. In the mirror. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that. Um, yeah. But I really deep dive into yeah. what my thoughts were and why did I have those thoughts and I love this. Yeah. So, so have you, you know, always done this or something you like grew a practice you adopted or you just always been a person who like even as a young person you remember doing this? Well, the thoughts that I had as, as a young person were more abusive towards myself. Like I would look into mm. the mirror and be like, oh, my God, you're fat. You need to go look at a Denise mm. Austin um, mm. video. Like it was more abusive. Oh, Denise Austin, that's a throwback. That's yes. A throwback. I used to yes. love doing that in the morning. But yeah. you like yeah. it was insane i was doing this as a 16 year old like before i went to school every day because i just thought to myself oh my god i need to figure out how to get this flat stomach which i already had because i wore nothing but low-rise jeans but somehow i thought (laughs) i was fat anywho you know that was a tangent but now (laughs) it's a little bit more of a healthy conversation because it's more about the reflective questions that I ask myself yeah, around yeah. Um, my level of congruency. Am I aligned with what my beliefs are? Am I aligned with what I believe my brand to be? Mm-hmm. Am I making the decisions and taking the actions that I need to in order to remain aligned with what I actually yeah. believe? And mm-hmm. I challenge myself in those moments. And I've said to Kendra that I'd liken it to a talk show because I present it as if I am being recorded. <laughs> Um, every day and that someone's going to see it although no one's actually going to see it no one knows it's happening <laughs> no one knows that it's happening but it's really helpful for me yeah I love That's this I, I completely knew that this was the direction that you're going in I'm so proud of you friend yeah. because you I love it too. ordinarily would never share this with anyone no. and now you've told the entire world or at least oh my god this feels so huge this feels momentous like absolutely um, you know, not really the whole world, but just like a couple hundred yeah. people, maybe. Yeah, okay. Can I just listening? offer validation in that, like, that is, uh, I don't think I do it with that level of, like, nuance, which I think I want to start adopting. But I used to always be like, am I the one who, like, talks back to herself out loud? Like, because sometimes I need to get those stuff. So I've been side, um, secretly, like, happy about masks, that we wear masks now. Because mm. I just be behind my mask talking to myself all day. <laughs> That is so funny. I keep telling her, and I guess now I should tell you, when I used to watch Suits, I think the character's name was Lewis. Mm-hmm. He used to have like a, a audio journaling practice, right? Like where he, I don't remember the name of the device. Like it's eluding me right now. But that yeah. is what he would do to record his thoughts. And I've told her before, I think it's so nifty. And Apple actually has this thing where you can have like voice recordings. Uh-huh. Well, obviously, you can have voice recordings, but yeah. it has like a, it's a, a whatchamacallit, um, it's almost like a voice diary of sorts where it gives you question prompts, you answer, and then it keeps on going. And I thought that that was actually pretty cool. But the idea of just like talking to yourself and like hearing your thoughts, it's sometimes like very necessary. In terms of what I will generally practice, I spend a lot of time thinking um so and my thinking time is usually associated a lot with when i'm so surrounded by or in water in different capacities Mm. so like when i'm in the shower i do a lot of thinking washing dishes is also very therapeutic for me (laughs) like i'm just having a whale of a time thinking about it i still do (laughs) she's like you still do this 
Yeah, I do. So, like, I do a lot of thinking at the sink. Mm-hmm. Sink think. You sink think. think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You should trademark that. Right? <laughs> no one steal it. But I do a lot of that. But there are other times where I truly feel compelled to, like, write something down. And I will also, like, write stuff down. But for the most part, it's really just, like, having these really deep explorative conversations, whether that is with Tanya, with you, Elise, Monique, Gail, um, whomever, like just really like taking a time to deep dive. I, I really believe in like talk and talk therapy and just the importance of being able to explore questions and things about ourselves in a, yeah. in a truly deep yeah. manner. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yes, I'm just loving y'all's responses and it feels like I'm in a, community of just shared minds hearing that you know that you're not just on this podcast or you know saying oh we should do this work but you actively like live and practice this work of trying to really get curious about the self and figure it out and like um like i said before for me journaling um is one that i do um i do the voice notes occasionally or Mm -hmm. um but i don't know about the prompt one that's that's an interesting app I might have to check out. Yeah. Um, I do the, like the talking, uh, that I was saying with Tanya, um, but not that level. Like, I feel like I should be asking some of those questions out loud, mm-hmm. um, to myself. I, I feel like, um, what was I going to, I was going to say something and I just forgot. Um, in addition to the journaling that I try to do and the, I think it's just having these conversations. Oh, I was going to say, I also find um, I'm inspired to do some of this work, too. Like, if I watch, like, a really good YouTube video, and I'm like, man, I like how she's framing her life there. Let me, you know, what can I learn from that? I think one of the greatest ways that I do this work is surrounding myself by other people who Mm -hmm, open my mind, mm -hmm. right? So I was telling about how my friend was like, girl, my body is bad. I'm like, body is bad. Okay, no shit. <laughs> you know, or like Tanya, like I'm here for instant gratification. I'm like, aha, okay. Why am I on team struggle? That's not right. appropriate. And so just being around people who kind of like oh, introduce you to like another way has been one way that I try to also do that work to figure out, you know, um, h- how could I be living my life? Is my life in alignment with the things I say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One comment that I don't even know where it fits into this, but I it, I just remembered it and it was related to something I think you said uh, a few speaking tours ago, Tanya. Yeah. Is like um, doing what you have to do to have doing you have yeah you were talking about how, doing what you have to do now to have the life you want to have now, and that reminded me of a conversation you and I had, Kendra, um, some time ago about mm-hmm. how like that included for me reevaluating how work what kind of work I was doing and how that fits into my life. Um, it mm-hmm. means sometimes evaluating the friendships that I have. It right, means absolutely. evaluating where I'm living and am I around the community I desire to be with. And mm-hmm. those are not easy things to answer, let alone sometimes to actually make the change. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was the other thought I was going to offer is like when you were talking about like, you know, I was saying we build that muscle. It's like we also have to be prepared to like make that change sometimes in our lives to, to be able to... Um, have the kind of uh, life that we want to have in real time so sometimes it's you know it is accepting where you're at and sometimes it's accepting that you need to do some change you need to do some change work right and maybe you bound yourself off from everybody for six months and you go i'm not going out i'm not doing nothing i'm looking inward and figuring out why am i so unhappy why am i so always picking something to be um displeased about right um and and just you know really I'm all about being curious. I'm all about yes. asking the questions. That's why I love what you said about talk therapy. I'm like, I'm the same way. I, I want somebody who's going to ask me the deep, insightful questions that get me to talk for 45 minutes straight. And then I'm like, all right, we've arrived at nothing, but I yes. have talked for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I absolutely love that. Because I think it's definitely a combination of both, right? I think it's a combination of the work that you'll do on your own. And I know a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, I guess they call it shadow work. Yes. Where you yep. have an opportunity to confront the things that you have put in the shadow of your life and in the shadow of mm. your your subconscious. Own, your subconscious, but it forces you to confront them in a journaling type of way. And yep. 
in confronting them, you put them on front street and now you can work through whatever those issues are. Uh-huh. And I think that is probably a key piece of doing the work. Yeah. But then I also loved what you said around Ajama, around being able to surround yourself with people that you can learn from. Like Absolutely. the folks that maybe doing something that's different um, or something that you aspire to mm-hmm. and really having them help you along the way. For sure. Like yeah. learning what yeah. they're doing. Like yeah. I follow this um, girl called No Ordinary Noir and she is so body positive and just life positive and I look at her and I go, oh my gosh, like this is amazing how positive yeah. she is and that's something that I aspire to. Like even... Even as I'm on my happiness journey and my self-love journey and my self-development journey, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I still look for all of these influencers and influences in my life that Mm -hmm. can continue Mm -hmm. to propel me along the way. So I think that's so important. Absolutely. I love, I'm just going to like steal a little moment here for your influencer plug. As much (laughs) as, you know, we follow influencers and there's a lot that we can learn from people that are outside of our circle. There's a lot of learning that we do with people inside of our circle, right? Our more intimate relationships. So you can really like dig and delve and get into it. Um, Because it's important to be in safe spaces where you can have those explorative conversations. Like when you spoke just now about the fact that you'll have like a 45 minute conversation that you were like, I've arrived nowhere. For me, just like the journey of like getting there, like there are times that it taps into like some other questions that I hadn't explored. And it's like, had we not taken that journey and like meandered our way around, I would not have ended up in that place. So there's like much value in those meandering conversation it's crazy because that's kind of how we started this podcast we were like we have (laughs) all these random conversations that lead to nowhere someone can learn something from these random conversations yeah Yeah. no i agree it's like to your point we are picking up little daffodils and flowers along the way and you're getting things and and you may think it's like Oh, that was interesting. All right, let me set that down. But for somebody else, it's like, wow, no one else, no one else has ever said it that way. Right. Or, oh yeah, like I needed yeah. to hear that question said this way at this moment. Right. Um, so yeah, let me not completely undersell the value of the forty-five minute meander. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, uh, like, when you were talking about value of our inner circles, and it made me think about, um, I one of the things I I sometimes still say about relationships is that I. Uh, I mean, like romantic, intimate partner relationships is that uh, they are hard to me because you literally have a mirror up to you all the time. There's this person who's constantly, I would say constantly, but you know, regularly reflecting back to you things about yourself that you're like, am I really this way? But as Mm -hmm. hard as it is sometimes to work through those things, especially if there are things about yourself that you're like, don't love hearing, Mm -hmm. those have been also opportunities where I've been able to like, push myself and grow and so right. like um I've I've learned about myself part of part of being in a relationship helped like illuminate the fact that I was this sort of like delayed gratification person you know I I just saw it as a positive thing that I was head down hustle hard and like yeah. it was through being in a relationship that I learned that it was through being in a relationship that I learned that I consider myself you know a kind thoughtful person but mm-hmm. I can ex- exhibit selfish streaks and not Mm -hmm. think about the other person Mm -hmm. um you know it's through relationships that i've learned i like to talk and sometimes my excitement causes me to cut people off and come off as not caring or hold the mic for too long so that's something i'm also working on but it's like to your point we can have people around us who can help us move in that self-development move in that sense of like oh are my values is my way of living Mm -hmm. um in alignment i mean one of my biggest aha moments was like I got into an argument with a partner because I was like, I'm at work. Why don't you understand I'm at work? I can't go to the movies right now. And it was like, oh, this, I am, uh, I, I'm acting like being at work and never having time for my, my friends and family is something to be praised. I needed to have this moment of like, oh, I, that, no, like I'm not in the right here. Like how can you mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. you're about friends and family and stuff, but you're like, three cities away on a Saturday night working and not being there for your, your friends and family. Right. You never have time to call anybody or you're always like, Hey, okay, I got to go work now. So it's, it is those relationships. I think that because they know us better than sort of the influencers, influence 
influistas, whatever, um, <laughs> who can help us know and recognize the things in our own self that we're right. like, Oh, okay. I need to work on that. This is how I change and be more in alignment with who I want to be. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh, that was so, so good. good. So and good. the perfect, I think, segue and just bow on today's conversation. Like the other thing that we want to do is to actually invite our partners to the pod to talk about, yeah, I like happiness. This. For sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think that... Dope men and just people in general experience happiness in such different ways and we were interested in mm-hmm. sort of like interrogating that question so yeah. stay tuned well Ijama, i just want to say again thank you so much for coming to speak with us this has felt kind of sacred and like a real like moment just like i know, I know right absolutely I grew in this moment. It felt so good. Yeah. This was great. So yeah. Very, very yeah. good. I, I like legit took notes too. I was like, okay, dig into this, dig in. Because this is, this is a, uh, like an actual kind of microcosm of what we've been talking about. Like surrounding self with people, having the conversations, mm-hmm. doing that. And so this to me is not just getting to join a podcast. This is me doing that work to be like, okay, how do I continue to advance my own journey towards peace and happiness and all of that. So thank you guys for this moment. Thank you for creating this space. Thank you. I feel like I learned a lot in this moment as well. Like this felt like growth. Yep. I I love love that. Yeah. Serious. Stop saying what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, have a blessed rest of your, your rest of your Saturday friend. Again, this was, so amazing, so beautiful, and thank you so much, everyone else, for listening to Two Girls and a Few Thoughts. Bye. Bye.